0: Welcome back to The Reader's Hammock. I'm your host, Brett Allen Thomas. Many of us struggle to keep our energy up throughout the day. We try new diets, new exercise routines, and new sleeping habits, only to find ourselves exhausted. Well, what if there was an untapped well of pure energy just waiting for you to crack into? That is exactly what my guest today is going to show us, Terence Egan. Is a renowned psychotherapist, spiritual guru, and white soul food fanatic. He's here to share his newest book, The Southern Eye The Untapped Power of Butthole Sunning. Thank you for having me, Brett. Thank you for coming on the show. When did you know you had figured out something that maybe the world had no idea about? <laughs>
1: That's a wonderful question, Brett. and this may be hard to believe, but it was actually by accident. I was uh, vacationing in Cancun with my wife, and uh, we had heard about a nearby uh, nudist colony, and it's one of our bucket list items, so uh, we decided to cross it off and go. Little did we know that there would be a lovely group of people doing yoga together, which I'm very fond of. I'm very experienced with uh, but but this time when I entered into downward facing dog, I felt a rush of energy. I simply couldn't remove myself from the pose.
0: Oh, that had to be pretty scary.
1: Well, something about it was actually reassuring. It was like God himself had his hands wrapped around me, specifically around my rectum. That's
0: incredible. Normally your research is pretty secular. So it's incredible to hear the experience has created such a shift in your perspective.
1: Yes, yes. Well, certainly, when uh, the initial life force rushed into my colon, I couldn't help but scream, Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Yes! Oh, yes! Yes!
0: So, are you saying this treatment can only be used during the day,
1: when the sun is out? No, 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 no. Uh, This is a common misconception in the literature. Although the action is called sunning... Any strong UV source will do. Um, for for example, um, this uh, this light here with us in the room. Uh, oh yes, yeah, sure. Um, oh oh,
0: sorry. What what's that?
1: Oh, sorry. This is uh, my UV reader. You can just you can buy one on Amazon, uh, and it, it helps me identify my sources for sunning. Ah, perfect. Yes, uh, plenty of UVs coming from this light. So uh, here, I'll I'll just show you.
0: Um, for the listeners, um, Terence is now. Crawled onto the desk and has his cheeks spread wide open towards the lamp.
1: Yes, I'm almost there. I just need to. Oh, 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 God! Oh, God! Do you see? Do you see, Brett? The life force is undeniable. It just, it just takes you. Uh.
0: Once again, for the listeners, Terence has his anus completely open to the lamp. There appears to be pure energy manifesting right at the rim.
1: Now, Brett, the key is to be shaven and well-wiped.
0: Oh, yes, I see that. It most
1: certainly will not work if you're not well-wiped. Oh, God. Uh, Another surge is coming. Uh, That's so strong.
0: Uh, Is everything okay, Terrence?
1: Would you mind... Checking the UV reader one more time? Of course. Um,
0: uh, yes. Uh,
1: oh, God, it's filling me uh, full. Uh, it says uh, 300 right
0: here. 300? Yes. I've, I've never used a source of a 60. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no, God. God, oh, what can we do? No. Oh, can we no. get some help in here, please? Oh, God. Oh, God, parents. There's blood everywhere. Oh, God. Can we get some help in here, please? Help. Help us, please. Help. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Reader's Hammock. If you've enjoyed, please do a huge favor and leave a rating of wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep reading, keep growing, and keep keeping on. Till next time, I'm Brett Allen Thomas.
1: you getting levels in there. Yeah, I got levels here. Levels, there. Levels. Battery, levels. Battery, battery levels, 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 levels. Levels, levels, levels. Aim on a new level. All right. Thank you for coming in to this show. This is uh, what do we name this thing? Finally, but anyways, yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Shed Light. <laughs> Shed Light. Shed Light. We're shedding light on the world.
2: Uh, our ourselves. ourselves God. God. God's the one. God's the light, mm-hmm. and we're shedding so we can see it. Mm-hmm. You, know what I mean? you just listened to Butthole Sunning? Yeah, you just... Thanks for <laughs> listening to Butthole Sunning. First of many cold opens. Uh, yeah. All right, look, so I know you uh, spent a lot of time uh, preparing for what you wanted to talk about today, so why don't you go ahead and begin with your hot topic? Yeah,
1: well... What's your hot topic? You know, what we want to start the show with is some pop culture, some what's going on in the world. So I'm going to teach JR, I think, a little bit on this episode about what's going on in the world. I've got four things I want to catch you up on. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. I've got, uh, like, a celebrity story to tell you about. Like, uh, a celebrity recently renamed her child. Did you see this? Who? A celebrity recently renamed her Uh, child. No, no. Okay, okay, yeah. So let's just start with that. So you Jenner fan, bro? Am I a huge, like like a... A Jenner fan. Like, you fan of the Jenners? Yeah, the Kardashians, the Jenners. (laughs) This is
2: Caitlin. not what I thought you were gonna to talk to me about. No, all. dude, I wanted,
1: uh, <laughs> That's what I think. It's so weird out of our zones that I think we should talk about. No, I'm not a Jenner fan. I don't <laughs> know anything about that. Fan but listen, buddy. you gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. I wanted to tell you about this, and I'm saving it for you. So Kylie Jenner, I guess she had that kid with Travis Scott, and she announced like several months ago, I think, that I might be fucking up this whole story, truly. But from what I understand, <laughs> from what I understand. Several months ago she decided that the name that they gave their son originally did not fit him anymore. I don't know what the name was, but it didn't fit him, so she was going to take some time and think of a new name for her child. And so months have passed and this week she instagrammed a, a picture of her and her baby and it just said Aire, A I R E, all caps, and and Chris uh, Jenner Kardashian, yeah, Chris Jenner Kardashian. I don't whoever you want to say she commented uh i love you air webster so this is his new name is air webster but apparently air a-i-r-e translates to my penis in arabic <laughs> and they kind of have arabic roots don't they <laughs> are they like persian i hope so dude I mean, if you make your name my penis she spends months she spends months researching and, like, making sure she's got the new name for a baby that already exists, has lived for a while. Doesn't feel like it fits their name anymore. Air Jenner. Air Jordan. Turns out it means my penis. <laughs> translates directly in another language to my penis. My penis Jenner. That's like when my... my penis Jenner. <laughs> my penis Jenner. They announce him as he's coming across the street stage. My penis Jenner. Please receive your diploma. My penis, Jenner, Bachelor of Arts. <laughs> um, JR, I think the NFL is gaslighting us. Okay. Excuse there are specific things that have happened very recently that I can't help but bring to light, and I feel like I need to be a champion for them because uh, you know how like ESPN used to do uh, like a new scoreboard for the college football playoff every year, or like the big bowl games, like all of a sudden you'd see there's like a new scoreboard. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. yeah, I, I think, this before. yeah, the NFL is inching us in much more serious ways. And I think let's begin with uh, the red area. Have you ever heard of the red zone referred to as the yeah, red area? Yeah. I have when did you hear that for the first time? I, this I, year, I, like no, recently.
2: I heard it. I was very. It was probably like two years ago. I heard it. Okay. And I remember it because I was like, that was, "Yes, I, he must have mistakenly yes. said that." But it's wrong. Said it the rest of the game. Well, he kept saying the red area. I remember they're gonna get in the red area.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That sounds so much worse than red zone. I heard it on another podcast a long time ago. I don't ago. want to be in the red area. No, I don't. Want, I want to be in the red zone. I
0: want to be in the red
1: zone. On Sundays, I watch NFL red zone, and all of a sudden, people are saying, like, everybody's saying red area. And I've never heard it before in my life, but sometime before this season, I was listening to a podcast, and they had, like, a, a coach on. I think it was, like, one of the new coaches in football that had just gotten hired this year. And um, and he said, yeah, like, the red area. And they stopped him, and they are like, red area? What are you talking about? The red area? Are you talking about the red zone? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like that's how Bill Belichick used to say it. it was the red area when I worked with him." I was like, "Okay, okay, like whatever. Just like you know, Bill Belichick is a weirdo and said the red area." But this stems far deeper than that, because the rest of the year I've heard like Kirk Herbstreit saying it. I've listened to Kirk Herbstreit my whole life, and never have I heard anybody say the red area. There's a lot of people saying it. Yes. Like what? Like,
2: what are you afraid of? What are you worried about?
1: I think people, I think people are striving for like a way to be like rebellious and cool, and this is just like a subtle way to do it and keep your professionalism and even look more professional. This but is like guess, this I is guess. like the Sneeches, bro. You know the Sneeches with um Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's a Dr. Seuss book, The Sneeches on the Beaches. They got the star on their bellies. Yeah, all the I mean. all the people who use Red Area are now the star bellied people, but then as it, oh, it's going to shift back, all of a sudden everybody's going to start saying red zone, and the red zone, yeah, it's going to shift back, but I'm sticking red zone, I'm going to be a common man, excited about my football, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a red zone guy, so after the red area, we have uh, the, a couple of pass interference calls that always have been pass interference called every time, like if you underthrow the guy and the corner doesn't turn around and you run into him, that's a pass interference, it's called every time, well, it happened twice, and they brought the rules analyst on. And the rules analyst comes on, and he goes, Yep, that's how the NFL has always called it. No pass interference. They have really been emphasizing that that's how they want to call this year. And I'm like, No, you just started that in this game. You are coming in to defend the league right now.
2: Yeah, it's, also, it's always weird, too, when they come in and defend the league at any point.
1: Yes. You're like,
2: "Why?" You, I want my commentators to be like very unbiased and just like, just super excited to be watching the game. Yeah,
1: the rules guys seem like a shill for the That's league why, dude, most I, of the time. I, I
2: think Joe Buck's a great guy. I think he's a good guy. I think I hope nothing but good things for him and his family. People are getting really but sick dude, of Joe I Buck. Just, I'm sick of him. I'm are tired. Are you sick of him? I, dude, when I hear him, when I hear him talk like, and the 49ers are going to drop the ball. Dude, they're going to fumble the ball. I'm like,
1: oh, my <laughs>
2: like, God. Like, here
1: come the Bills.
2: Here come the Bills. No.
1: Yeah, you could be in the Super Bowl, and he'd be like, and "And
2: here come the Bills. Giants are going to win the game, (laughs) and the Giants are going to win the game.
1: There comes a time when a broadcaster has done too much broadcasting that nothing excites them anymore. I feel that way about Bob Kessling sometimes in the University of Tennessee.
2: Feeling about them gaslighting us is just their horrible calls and
1: stuff. I feel like if they, I
2: feel like. Are you like mad that you think there's like a great paradigm shift coming? Like no, they're I gonna think see how much they
1: can get away with. It. I well, I think part of that is a possibility, but I think that whenever they want to implement new rules, like supposedly I'm accusing them of having done, like the pass interference rule, the out of bounds, but you're not going forward. I think. They wait until the biggest moments to implement these rules, a.k.a. the playoffs, and what they're deciding to do now, their PR stunt to make it all sound good, is that they're bringing on a rules analyst, and they're saying, yep, that's always how it's been done. That's always how we do it here in the NFL. And you're like, I've been watching for my whole life, and that's never been called oh, that I way.
2: Hear I hear you now. Yeah. yeah. The literal gaslighting.
1: Literal Sorry, gaslighting. The
2: literal gaslighting. Yes. Video. Well, I think, I think, too, though, they're... They're about they're realizing that they can get away with more. This is going to be the first year, too, the NFL does a flag football game for their All-Star game.
1: Or their, mm, uh, that's all, right, like all a little seven-on-seven kind of? All-Pro game. Oh, Lord. It's an All-Pro game?
2: Well, the Pro Bowl.
1: Pro Bowl and All-Pro are different. Did you know that? You can be an All-Pro, and that's voted on by the Riders, but the Pro Bowl is voted on by fans. Like they'll probably,
2: as I bet in like five years from now, they're just going to, like, the Pro Bowl is just going to be out there, like, sipping beers, like, th- like just playing beach football, be- tag beach football. And you know what? Yeah. That would be sick.
1: It would be sick. They should play beach volleyball. That seems like they I don't have the to Bowl get, like, be, nobody's tearing their ACL in beach volleyball. I don't know the numbers on that. I don't know. It's, like, sand. The, uh, the Pro Bowl should be, they get all the guys
2: together, and it's on a beach, and they just play, like, kind of, like, football. But they can dive into the waves and stuff. Like, if you want to get your two-point, like, has to be towards the water. And you got to dive and splash into the water. To
1: mm-hmm.
2: I like that. In your slow-mo Water
1: your polo would be camera. crazy. Just these like... Guys are just, what these guys do? <laughs> these guys
2: are ripped as shit. Like, the women are going to be watching. The men
1: are going to be watching. Yeah. yeah. I want to see an offensive lineman belly flop contest. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. That's what I want to see, you know? Like, dude, I like want to see some people in
2: Hawaii, and we're all just hanging out. Yeah, blah, blah, blah.
1: like, that is the feat of athleticism. Like, being that large and able to, to move that quickly. So, let's see how big of a wave they can make in the pool now. That's the next step of athleticism that I want to see the big guys do. You know, I don't need them to run fast. I don't even have good footwork. Yeah. I don't need them to run fast. It's impressive. But I want to see you make big splash, give good block. And there's a new show,
2: okay? There's a new show okay. out. There's a new show out right now called Milf Manor.
1: This is mm, a real show. I've heard about it. I don't okay. know anything about it, though. I'm
2: sure people listening, all of our listeners, have heard about it. It's a huge hit but I think it's disgusting. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's where we should draw the line with these shows. This show, the the plot twist of the show is you have all these moms that come out to this island and they're looking to date young men. The twist is when the door reveals all their options, it's all of their sons. But here's the thing, the sons didn't know they were also going to see the moms. They just thought they were going to get to do older women for the show. So they matched up for the show.
1: How this no, listen. That's what I think too, I don't believe it.
2: But listen to just this.
1: like the logistics of that is so fake. Like you're telling me mm-hmm. you're telling me you they didn't communicate at all, they had no idea. They thought they were going on two
2: different shows in the same place. That was just kinda of like a... it was like, Hey, if you have a, you and your son are looking to date, like come on to the like come onto these separate shows. Like they'll get to go date, you know, women and you'll get to date younger men, but like don't tell your kid that's why you're going. Ha ha ha. And they meet so up.
1: the boys don't know that they're milfs at all.
2: I think they know that there's a potential for there to be older women. Yeah,
1: maybe they just like.
2: But, here, th- but, but here's why I don't. Maybe
1: they you, just right. don't tell anybody that they're like. Maybe they don't. Maybe you don't tell your mom that it's an older woman show.
2: Yeah, yeah, that could work if you, you know if you're not. You're, you're too doing, embarrassed. But then they both would have to be like lying to each other about like why they're going.
1: Yeah, know? and also just like, how do you not put it together? Like, wait, that's where you're going. That's where you're, that's where I'm going. But the weirdest.
2: Well, because they know it's like one one. Network doing two fake shows. Mm -hmm. That's really one real show. Mm. But the it has to be sold to like you know a mother and son. But that's not even the weirdest part. Okay. The weirdest part is that when it opens up, the sons are in, dude. They're fully. They don't care. Some of them are like, "This is messed up." You know, I'm out. But they don't really leave. Yeah. Because they're like, "Well, I guess I'll fucking stay and like, I I guess I'll stay and
1: just get to know some of them." And
2: then I like, guess
1: I'll stay and bang this big titty milf. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll. I, s- I guess I'll stay and uh, have guaranteed sex. Like, dang it! Like, I'm so desperate. I'm looking for milfs on Milf Island. I guess I'll stay. I I guess I'll stay.
2: I'm gonna draw the line because my mom's here too. <laughs> so what? Wait,
1: what are I- they gonna I- do? Make me go on a date with my mom? I bet they do that at some point. I bet it's an episode.
2: You got to go on a double. Like date I'm episode. just like a oh, nice, like lovely, like mother Day. You know they're going to do an weird about or, it. That's like a double date, and it's like you and your boy, oh. and each other's moms, and you're, they're just like.
1: Oh yeah, dude. There's got to... Like, bro, get off. I my bet that. I bet they're going to stage that. If it doesn't naturally happen, I promise you that they will stage like one guy getting with the mom and the other guy getting with the mom. Mm-hmm. What the if What if we mom. just did all of our our boys and we we sent them off to MILF Island? <laughs>
2: It's weird that you can't do like a local network dating show like that. Like
1: Milf Island. What are you Nashville. talking about, dude? I get ads for that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Milf Manor, Nashville. Anytime I'm clicking on like uh the <laughs> the streams, any illegal streams, they're like milfs in your area. I know there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a striking amount of milfs in my area. No way. She can't be in my one walks more. What what city is she? in? Brentwood? No. That's just on the road.
2: I um so I saw this thing the other day, dude, where this woman was sending out um, post cards, you know, to her f- friends and family for a divorce party. So her and her husband are getting divorced. Oh, and
1: they're going, uh, throwing a co party or her they co
2: co divorce party. They too. It says like, it says, uh, um, um... <laughs> it says literally on it. It says to celebrate the ending of a bad marriage and the beginning. Of a refound friendship, <laughs> and you come in and celebrate their job. Now, I thought it was dumb at first, but then I thought about it, and I was like, "This has potential." It's not impossible, and it would be a job creator. That you'd have to have people like, "Hey, do you do weddings?" Like, no, I do divorces.
1: <sighs> if you're like at all good looking, like what percentage? I'm a divorce of, photographer. I, yeah, dude. If you're at like at all good looking, what percentage of times do you do you bang the divorcee? Are you getting divorced?
2: Well, that's a memory you're going to want to keep. <laughs> I'm Jared. I take wedding. I take divorce photography. I take divorce photography.
1: Divorce photographer. Divorce photographer. <laughs> Your business car. Hey, I'm John Ross Foy. Divorce photographer. It's like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> commercial. You have a commercial? <laughs> it looks just like a lawyer commercial. But... It- <laughs> This is why we're doing this, dude. That's our bit that we're gonna ride out of this episode. Yeah, yeah. His divorce photographer. A divorce photographer. That's funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I gotta add that to <laughs> that to our list.
2: I'll send you the thing so you can look look at it. It was on Reddit. Yeah, I a lot let's of see. funny stuff on Reddit. Ideas um, page.
1: Boom. I told you I wanted to maybe end this this part. I want I want to ask the big questions. Okay. You know. And this is, I want to, you know, let's just start it easy. Something probably we've discussed before. We are, us and our girlfriends have discussed it before. Should you spank your children? Mm-hmm. Should you spank your children? Or is it, let's say, it, is it okay to spank your children?
2: What's all your, what is like, um, like off limits to you? Like, the, like, how bad is the reaction that you think considers like it being off limits or on limits?
1: Well, I mean, like, you know. I always say, like, to Taylor, like, the situation where I see me needing to spank my children is where it's, like, like, constant disobeyment over the same thing, you know? Like, you told them, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, and they keep doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, you're not, like, you're not winding up, like, bop, when they're, like, three years old, you know? You're just giving a little, I don't know the difference. Did you see that video with Mike Trout? Uh, where Dude, you did, are
2: not like... going to be like, you think you're going to be like, no, stop that. You're going to be like, damn it! No! Well, you're screaming, but you're not hitting him that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Damn it! Did you see that? That's, so... If you don't scream and... Listen, here's my take on spanking. Okay. If you're screaming and spanking lightly mm-hmm. so that it has the impact of a spank, mm-hmm. but it's really a light spank, that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If
2: you are just spanking without screaming, you're just hitting that child you're hitting that yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but if you're screaming and spanking you're having an out an outburst of rage
1: I do feel like I like when I got into my older ages of like being spanked when I was seven and eight like that area it was more like a all right well you know what's gonna happen right now I'm gonna spank you because I told you I was gonna spank you if you did that again so I'm gonna spank you you're being spanked because of this and then, wow yeah like that's good you know well what'd you do that was so bad that, that it got you spanked uh you know i threw temper tantrums till i was like 11 or so yeah yeah i mean like that shit would probably get me spanked uh you know you're bad i don't remember like specific situations but i do remember my parents saying you deliberately disobeyed me did you ever get that deliberately it was a great deliberately disobeyed anytime i
2: was spanked it was like because I did something so bad and, and it was like it was happening that it was ha- it was like I, he was coming for me yeah and it was like and it was well deserved yeah like one time I I told my dad like
1: just shut the fuck up dude can I tell you this? dude
2: and my dad was, it was like direct eye contact a beat and then full speed up the stairs coming for me dude and I went and jumped and hid under my bed yeah, like, and I went yeah. no trying to make him feel bad How about it. And he goes, you oh, you that? fucking, he's like, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt, oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, got you. I gaslight you. <laughs> got my way out of spanking by Dude, gaslighting you. I was. I deserve to be spanked.
1: I was at a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I have deserve been to be spanked.
2: Sorry, Dad, for not letting you get my butt. That time? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That time. Well, I mean, you acted like such a pussy that he couldn't spank you. <laughs> That's what so you have to live with that yeah, for the yeah, rest yeah. of your life. So he did teach you a lesson.
0: Yeah.
2: Don't be afraid of pain because it's, it's unavoidable. <laughs> so you just should take it. head well, on like you like it. All right. We're going to go to break. Are you tired of feeling inferior? Are your insecurities getting the best of you? Then you need big wiener sleeves. Big wiener sleeves come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, and materials to accommodate any and every wiener. Shooting sleeves, sweater sleeves, even sleeveless sleeves. Here at Big Wiener Sleeves, we care about the little guy. No, literally. We got little sleeves for small wieners, too. <laughs> just keep going. I'm wearing one now. Me too. If you're a wiener, if you're, just, If your wiener is too small, just get a bigger one. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Do it again. If you're, no, no, if you're, From there.
1: Okay. From there.
2: If your wiener is too small, just get a bigger one. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Um, and, it, and if your wiener too small, just get a bigger one and shove your balls in it, too.
1: <laughs> Doesn't matter. Wiener sleeves. Wrap it up. Today's episode is presented to you by GoDeaf. Do you ever wish that you could just turn down the volume on life? A new technology from Jenkins and Gilberts will do just that. Thanks to their new GoDeaf reverse cochlear implants, you can get rid of those sounds that ail you. A nagging wife? Turn it down. Screaming kids? Shut it off music in the pub too loud, calm your mind with GoDeaf. It's a simple implant that hides in the back of your head and it turns down the sound on life. Join the thousands of grown-ass men and women who simply don't have to answer to their annoying significant others. Get great sleep in a thunderstorm, drown out your neighbor's dog, and more, all at an affordable price with GoDeaf from Jenkins and Gilberts, a family company. GoDeaf Reverse Our Cochlear GoDef reverse cochlear implants are not approved by federal authorities as of January 2023. GoDef implants are non-reversible, meaning that you cannot remove them once they are planted. GoDef does not hack your brain, despite what you may have heard on MSNBC. GoDef is not responsible for any permanent b- brain damage or loss of hearing. Trademark pending. Husband approved.
0: Praise you for the
2: rest of our days, yes, Lord. Yes, a real yes, Lord for me is the uh, um, like Phil Stutz. You ever watch, Stutz's yeah, did you watch that? Did
1: you finish that documentary? I, finished,
2: I watched that documentary twice and I read his book. And okay. I was like, you know, there's just like, I don't know, you you spend so much time just looking for scripture, you're looking to pray to get close to God, feel God, totally, but then sometimes it's like it's like it's also just like looking inward looking at what yourself like how you feel and how your friends are feeling your family's feeling and he was like just using all these stuff where you look a little more inward than you look like outward and like i've never like thought about it that way because just never really had i've always thought of god as like
1: hey god like "Ah, and never like in you you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah dude i um i liked that guy and i like i believed in his ideas for sure but I got about mm, how, how long is that documentary? I probably got about it's twenty-five, like a, thirty it's like minutes. An hour in. forty yeah. maybe. Oh yeah, is so that I, I I probably got a third of the way through, and I just had to. I just I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in. Oh really? Yeah, I wasn't Did you in. Did get to the
2: point where it it reveals it's all on a green screen?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was about where I got. That's about where you got. Yeah. Yeah. I was like...
2: The documentary is not as interesting as the book, for sure. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. The the documentary... Because I feel like if I... Jonah Hill, like, now that I watched that, I thought that Jonah Hill was so brilliant because I watched that documentary, and instead I realized that Phil Stutz is brilliant, and he Mm. just made a video about him. No offense, Jonah Hill. I do think you're talented, but, like... I think the weight of everything that's going on is just Phil Studs, yeah. and I think he knows that too. He wanted to make the documentary about him. Yeah, totally. But the do- well, documentary believes- is about him; it is heavily about Jonah Hill too, which maybe it had to
1: be because he's in it. But like, I bet Netflix was sitting there like, "Well, we want it to be about Jonah. Nobody cares about Phil Stutz. We want it to be about Jonah Hill." You know, that's their main character of everything. But you know, really, like the core of everything. And I think I could feel that Jonah Hill really authentically wanted to be like, no, this is about my therapist, like, mm-hmm. because he truly believes that, like, what his therapist does and, does, and like, the way Phil Stutz, like, isn't, like, a, a listening therapist but an action therapist, mm. like, he truly believes that that is what, you know, might help some people, you know, like, I had never heard of an action therapist. I've heard of, like, a life coach and stuff like that, you know, maybe that's what we should call him or whatever, but, you know, it was it was interesting, though. I, I liked the guy a lot, but, yeah, I, I got a little bit disinterested in the in the film itself yeah. When but the,
2: yeah when you the book is like written by this um, by a guy I think his name is Barry Michaels like B-A-R-R-Y M-I-C-H-E-L-S so it's not written by Phil? it's both of them there's okay. two authors to it because it's Phil's tools but the other guy writes the book to record mm, everything that that's kind of exactly doing. what Jonah Hill did, did. Yeah, it's okay. pretty much like Jonah Hill read that book and was like oh I should just make a thing about <laughs> but like he's like what's the easiest but thing I can he make he doesn't right use now? all the tools <laughs> he doesn't use half the tools that are, like, really important. He uses, like, two of them that are really, really good. Maybe three. Because he uses the shadow. If you I don't know if you have to learn the tools. But the tools no, but are... you
1: just cute Siri. But I
2: couldn't... That's the weirdest thing about that documentary. Is that, like, it's all... It's the whole thing. is His whole teaching is the tools. And the tools are, like, this much of the documentary. They're like a small little mm. chunk scattered throughout, yeah. And it's like it's the most it's so important much people thing.
1: talking, like, there's like they were trying to be so authentic that they spent too much time being authentic.
2: Yeah, the whole movie is about how he's <laughs> being be vulnerable a by letting, but his whole thing is, I'm being vulnerable by letting you guys in on how um I horrible better. this process has been of making this movie. No, he yeah, opens yeah. up and is like, i fucked up so much. Like, this it
1: was is. like a movie within a movie, we've been but filming maybe that's for how two it's years from the
2: book. He's like, We've been shooting for two years and we're nowhere. I was like, maybe because you're just overthinking it a little, you know.
1: Like those opening scenes and everything felt a little awkward between like Jonah and and the therapist because mm-hmm. the therapist was like, you know, usually you talk to me and I give you advice, but now we're just like sitting and you're like, just talk. Mm. Hey, Phil, what's your shtick? What's your shtick? Tell me your shtick. Anyways. Dude, my, my Lord of the week is pretty basic, but I think, you know, my birthday was this week, and that whole day, I just, you know, it's, it's you know, you feel loved mm-hmm. on your birthday, and I think, especially after 23, like, birthdays 23 and 24, I had, like, a, a, a sort of underlying feeling of just, like, man, like, I don't have many milestone birthdays left, but you know what, and also... I think when I was, like, graduating college and everything, I was so much like, oh, man, life is never going to be... Life will never be as good as it is now. But, like, you know, keeps on chugging. You go to new phases, you know. It doesn't have to be the same as it was, but it can still be great. And, you know, all my friends, you know, just reaching out. We all got together, and it was two other guys' birthday that weekend. And, like, just positive vibes all around. Can't help but feel loved by the homies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... God did, you know. God did that. God brought us together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Dude, everyone was there. Everyone was there, dude. And even the people we texted last minute were there. And, like, even the people who, like, didn't respond in the group message, like, Jack was there. Like, it was a great time. And then we went to 10, and I saw a bunch of random people I knew. It was awesome. The girls were in a great mood that night. That's always a plus going on. Oh, God. Dude. Let me tell you
2: something, man. Dude. Do you want to know how your night's going to go going out? Just like if your girlfriend's already being like, I really don't want to go out tonight. That doesn't mean you're going to have a bad night because she might just be saying that. But when she gets out, she's like, oh, I'm glad we went out. This is fun." Yeah. But sometimes mm. sometimes there's a deeper. I really I don't really think I want to go. And if they're wanting to leave the whole time you're mm-hmm. somewhere, it's like it's like, you know, putting one shoe on and then leaving the house.
1: Yeah. You need both shoes, brother. You need both shoes. Yeah, dude. I uh, I have a hard time, though, with, uh, like, in the same aspect, I have a hard time with, like, Taylor's work events. You ever, like, I guess you've never probably had to go to a work event, but, like, trying to, like, schmooze her bosses. I went to, like that,
2: if, I went to that one thing that we did where we shot and, like,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They served all that
2: pasta. Mm-hmm. So much fucking pasta. So much pasta. Why do, why do corporate meetings serve so much fucking pasta? <laughs> do, are they not, is it not so obvious that like, pasta like, is the most counterproductive thing to eat in the middle of the day? If you eat a bunch yeah. of pasta, you won't get shit done. That's why Italy got
1: stuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, Italy did get stuck. They, started, exactly making, they started
2: focused on making the best pasta
1: ever, and they, they and lost it And that's just it. some history for you. They lost it all. They got stuck. No, you're right though. But think about like, think about don't NBA players eat Italian food before they yeah, go ball? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? I would not.
2: Well, you carb load, you know.
1: Yeah, but like for what? To dump To poop later? Like, come on. No, you get it. You get more energy. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't know anything about nutrition, but like, <laughs> I don't know a single thing about nutrition. But it does. I feel don't know like, anything about this. It subject. does feel but like. Don't you uh, feel like? It does feel like a, like fish and chicken would be way more like light on you. Yeah. Than Well protein's
2: really good for like after muscle's been broken down, but like before it is when you just need energy, that's why you need carbs and like fats. Honestly it would probably benefit you best to eat like a kind of fatty meal before you go, because you can have a lot mm-hmm. of energy from that. Mm-hmm. Like if you ate like kind of like a you know, dude, if you ate like some like some oily
1: pasta, <laughs> you mean living with Sack? Oh my god! You ever had a roommate that's just obsessed with olive oil?
2: <laughs> we are sponsored. We are um. We are supported by olive oil, <laughs> dude.
1: If Sack could bathe in olive don't how much to use. Use more than you think. He would. You <laughs> got a friend that wishes he could bathe in olive oil, but he just won't admit it. They're always bald. They're always bald. Something about olive oil and bald people.
2: I think he just cooks it so much olive oil that way he can put it on his head and he doesn't have to worry about, like, bringing, because, you know, if
1: he just brought olive oil. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, Jerry, you want to do a little bit of improv? You want to turn off the light? Just do a little bit of blind improv? Yeah, why don't we play Shed Light? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, so if you're actually listening to this podcast, the way the game Shed Light works is you and your friends get into any closed environment like a room, a tool shed, a van, doesn't matter. Turn off the lights. Everyone get a flashlight and take turns flashing the light on your face, doing a character and a line as that character. Turn the light off and the next
0: person goes. Time for Shed Light. We're going dark.
2: Well, you take about ten or five of them and just push them as far as you
0: can.
1: What do you mean? When you think of the coin, going to get a card, and going to get a For one night only,
0: John Cena! Uh,
1: you're telling me
2: that's the guy?
1: Now, honey, if there ain't a little sugar on there, then I ain't going to eat it.
2: Get off that damn hay sack!
1: Who can you think that you are to know who they are that I am? <laughs> so I bang on my chest like a poo. There wasn't a cloud in sight that day.
2: If you've ever had open heart surgery, call this number. If you've ever had open fart surgery, call this number. <laughs> if you've ever farted on a heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, i seen. <Asin. laughs> All right. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Shed Light. Oh, turn around and say Shed Light. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Shed Light. Shedding light on you, taking a sh- shedding a light We're on. We're never you. gonna get this. Time thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: We'll
0: be back I'd soon.